0: Stelina Everett, welcome to Power and Witness podcast. And wanted to talk to you about your new initiative, Women Made New. You've been here taping a series and you've gathered women to give reflections right on uh, this the woman's spiritual journey and this maybe challenges they face. Tell us a little bit about that. Like like maybe you have a, the typical devout Catholic woman trying to raise her family. What are the challenges for her out there?
1: You know, I think it's the culture today. One, it's almost like it's against women and our vocation and what we stand mm-hmm. for and life and, and what we're trying to do at home and have something good, holy and sacred. But also, I think the challenges aren't on the outside of us as women and moms. Um, I really believe the challenges are the challenges that we're bringing ourselves with our own unhealed wounds. Right. That's where the real challenge lies, because if when i married jason we walked down that aisle i had gone through a lot in high school and i need a lot of healing and i had my conversion but when i got married i really thought oh my gosh i'm just starting this whole new life and i'm leaving the baggage of all of that outside mm-hmm. the door and it's going to be wonderful and i'm not going to be like my parents and my family and make their same mistakes it's going to be different right? right and so many people fall into that trap yeah. and a couple years into marriage i really started struggling and i mm-hmm. had a hard time because just because I think those things, well, what what makes me actually think that I have the tools in my toolbox of life, you know, what I, my experiences of mm. how I grew up, that I'm not going to make it different because all that's all I knew, right? Right? And so people have this assumption. Well, it's going to be different. Well, excuse me. Why? Why is it going to be different? What right. What is it you have? What have you healed in your life? And I had none of that. And so also I was a casualty of the '60s, basically of the The women leaving their families behind to go have, um, I don't know, careers Mm -hmm. and build empires Mm -hmm. and, you know, don't waste your time. Get rid of your veils and your aprons and let's go, ladies. We're like men and they're leaving (laughs) their children behind. But in that, and my mom had to do it out of necessity because my father left when I was two. So she was raising us and had to take care of us and provide for us. Mm -hmm. So it was understandable, but it was still that same kind of culture. And I didn't have that the homemaker and learning that essence of a Catholic mom and wife and how do you run a Catholic household? How do you, I didn't even have the grandma that um, could teach me those things because my grandfather left her for another woman when I was 11. And it was mm. like, wow. And grandma was struggled and it was hard and she's not baking pies and teaching me how to clean house and full of clothes. Like she's trying to survive herself, yeah. you know? So and she was working. She, she had a lot going on. Wow. And It was just really hard and sad, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately, a lot of women have experienced that, our Mm -hmm. own hurts and wounds that they will bring into their household and it will erupt. And we're so good at stuffing our stuff, putting lipstick on it and acting Uh like we're okay and wear that mask every day um, when we're not, Mm -hmm. so. So what
0: are some of the things to heal that you found were helpful?
1: In the book, I talk about four pillars of healing that Mm -hmm. I really had to go through. And one of them was um, counseling, Mm -hmm. which was really hard for me because I knew I needed something. And every time I go to adoration, I went as far as I kind of could. Um, But I just, there was such a struggle. And I knew God was asking me to go to counseling and my family. That's one thing you just didn't do. You don't Mm -hmm. pay someone to talk to you about Mm -hmm. your problems. You know, Mm -hmm. that means you've got like really serious, like psychological sickness, you know, Mm -hmm. and you just. You don't do that right, like that's not right, proper right. so it was hard for me to kind of get over that stigma mm-hmm. and just like wow am I that broken and so it was just things that were told to me that I grew up with that was hard but at the same time God will take you to where he wants you and his will for you and sometimes he'll just leave you there until it's like okay are we gonna do this yeah. are, or are we not you know and of course I want God's will in my life but it's mm. not always easy to embrace mm-hmm. it's not always easy to follow It's very difficult. But at the same time, I had to, and I ended up going to counseling. And Jesus walked that with me.
0: Right. But the first step for you was adoration. I remember years ago being on the show, and you had a little card with a monstrance on it. I think it was a prayer for priests. Prayer for priests. Yeah. yeah, And I I
1: just made these holy cards for my parish because I started a holy hour for priests for that year to just pray for them because I realized they're really on the front lines and they need our prayers. And we need to be praying for them because, I mean, without them, we don't have Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, And they are, they're there to help us and spiritually grow and it's really a battle and if we don't take we have to take care of each other it's like people yeah. go to priests and like you pray for me can i go to confession i need mm-hmm. baptism i need to get married mm-hmm. but it's like well father what do you need too like right. how can i help because we're a family and we help each other yeah. Yeah. so i just wanted to pray for priests and and they did very well and and the yeah. holy hour was great in our parish and it just kept growing and growing and growing and the church was packed before mass and mm. it's beautiful. Like if there's a need and God puts something on your heart, don't be afraid to kind of feel that. Yeah. So I did go to confession. I did the sacraments and that started there really confession. But you have to, you you really have to like kind of go deeper than that. And God will tell you when
0: it's time. Yeah. And I remember in seminary with the formation, you know, they have like academic and pastoral and a human formation. And the spiritual formation, but I remember the them teaching us that the spiritual really drives the whole thing. Like all these things are important. But in a certain sense, like it I mean it can come in I guess different orders, but I just it just connects to me that okay, you're in adoration and you feel led to do this. Like God wants mm-hmm. you to do this, the counseling and mm-hmm. and like the spiritual's driving that full healing in all these different areas, mm-hmm. right? That,
1: yes. Uh, but I mean, I had my conversion in high school from living that filthy life, you know? Right. And so it's like almost a journey, but you're always going deeper when it comes mm-hmm. to your relationship with Jesus, right? You're, yeah. He's always calling you to go do more, be better, right. higher calling to where yeah. you're at. And I feel like that's that's just was the next stage of my life, my spirituality. Mm-hmm. And, and so I ended up going to counseling, but within counseling, and thank God I did, I found out that I was sexually abused when I was a little girl, and I completely just suppressed Blocked so much. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it, was, it was a very hard thing to grasp and, and have to go with, like, the memories and just have to realize what was really going on. But at the same time, I will say it was such a blessing in my life because I made so much to myself for the first time.
0: You made so much
1: sense to myself, like like it made sense why I sexualized my anger in high school, why it was hard for me to receive or give love because Mm. of this massive wound that I just had buried that I was operating out of. And women don't realize you will operate out of those wounds until you can just face it. You can own it. You can heal it. And, um, the lies and distortion that I used to think or just things that affected me, they don't anymore. But it Uh it took a lot of healing and and letting Jesus go in there and, and heal that and bring his light.
0: And you had completely suppressed the memory.
1: Yes, it was. Yes. And it was when I was so young. Yeah. So it, it affected a
0: lot. And then to bring Jesus in to heal it, what does that look like? How do you do that?
1: It's hard. It's not easy. It's not an easy place to go. Those aren't things to face. And then everything that was piled on top of it as well that stemmed from that wound, you know, and Mm -hmm. everything that happened in high school and things that I allowed or things people did to me or whatever it was, it's like you really have to go into the brambles. Like you really have to go deep. And there's no other way. We can can try to medicate things, yes, and sometimes that's okay. But We have distractions. We maybe want to just dive into our Netflix or our friends Mm -hmm. or unhealthy foods or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. But the only way with this kind of a healing process is through. Like Jesus Mm -hmm. sometimes is asking you have to go through this. Because if not, it's just going to, the tentacles of it will come out in different ways in your life. And it's unnecessary. And I feel like we kind of handicap ourselves and our spirituality and what God created us to be if we really don't face these things. And that's the one question throughout this book that I have women asking themselves is, what is it that is keeping you from becoming the woman that God created you to be? Because there's always something, Father. There's Mm -hmm. these wounds that keep us from fully stepping into His will for our lives. Uh And I realized through this healing process and this journey and everything I've gone through, that every person has a purpose, has a plan, and has a mission they were specifically created for and why they are here right now. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to kind of listen to that small, still voice. It's up to us to kind of mm-hmm. do what we know we're supposed to do in order to fulfill that. But I will go one step further with that, that's been really huge in my life, is that you You know how you hear people say that Jesus is a gentleman. God's, God's right. they, he'll never force his will on us, right? right? And that is absolutely true. And just like all of hell can come after me with a temptation. But if I don't give my will over to it Mm -hmm. and I don't say yes, there's nothing that the devil can do. But we always look at the evil side of it. But if you look at if we give God consent in our lives to truly transform us into whatever it is he created us to be, it is huge because we're actually giving God that consent. Because half the time you're standing like, I want to do your will, whatever your will is in my life. Let I I want Mm. to help me do that. But we actually have to give God permission Mm. to transform us in that way to fulfill whatever it is He's created for. Just like we have to give permission over to the sin, it's the same thing, and that's that's a that's a big deal because God will never, unless you get permission on all levels, you know, Mm. you really do grow in your spirituality. But I feel like all these wounds that these women are carrying around, especially sexual wounds. really handicap us in our lives and what it is God's calling yeah, us to do and
0: yeah. be. I just saw a little video clip the network had on whatever website, but it was, it was like excerpts from Mother on the live show, and she talked about, like, yeah, the path to holiness begins, or the most important thing is that you had to accept those crosses, those difficulties, what's in our life. Because oftentimes we might jump to, i got to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. but, you know, have you accepted the struggle you have now, or working on that stuff that's right in front of you, you yes. know that he's presenting, not something I just read out of a book or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly, yeah. and like checking it off, yeah. just the checklist, yeah. right? And I'm right. being a good Catholic. It's like, yeah. well, are you being a surfacey Catholic, yeah. or are you being a real Catholic? You right. know, because right. a real Catholic, we carry our cross. Yeah. We have crosses. Yeah. There's no way around it. That's that was the path for Jesus, and that's going to be the path for us. And I don't know where, and it's like, where did this lie come from that? Life should be easy, and it's it shouldn't be so hard, you know. Mm. And I've heard that term come out of a lot of moms' mouths Mm -hmm. and wives' mouths, Mm -hmm. but it's the same lie regurgitated that the evil one has given all of us. Of you know, it shouldn't be that hard. Right? Like it should be easier. But it's like, well, who says that? Who's telling me this? Right? You know, is this of God? Because Jesus carried His cross, you know, and He was really living out the Father's will, and it was not easy. Uh huh. You know, but um. Women can do unbelievable, great things, but they really, truly have to face it, own it, and heal it. And Mother Angelica is actually one of the contributors. There's about 12 contributors, uh, women, and then there's actually Father Joseph Mary. And he wrote a chapter in the book and his is beauty tips, which is great. Cause when I saw the title of it, I was just like, wow, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> all right, let's go father. You know, but it's really your spiritual beauty and the yeah. things that you can do and break it down. Cause we, we don't think that way. We think of the outer beauty right, and it's really right. more of like cover up almost right, to like right. what's happening. We have it all together yeah. when a lot of the times you really don't, but mm-hmm. that's okay if you don't, and mm-hmm. we don't have to hide that, mm-hmm. but don't be afraid of it. And, right. um, if you're you're becoming the strong woman of God who wants to heal, who wants to be whole, who wants to face those things, God can do great things with you, and He'll bless you for it. But we can't be afraid of whatever it is God's asking us to do in our lives and the direction He's taking us. Yeah.
0: And like the spiritual healing for you, like what did it look like? Was you know you talked about adoration? Was mm-hmm. there meditation or scriptures or whether. Was it spending time with Jesus, like at Mass, at the Eucharist? That was the big source of it? Or was it specific exercises you did? So we'll go
1: back to the four pillars I talked about in the beginning, Mm -hmm. right? So the first one was Mm -hmm. uh, finding a good, well, a priest. Let's start with that one. The priest, you need to find a good priest and a good confessor. And one that you really can go to um to be accountable to because if you really want to grow in your spirituality you go to the same confessor because they get to know you and they get mm-hmm. to know your vices and it's just like like this one-off just hiding behind a screen like yeah. i did this and yeah. okay you know it's really facing yourself with that yeah. priest to help guide you through to spiritually grow
0: and i i think part of that too I mean, sometimes you know it might jump to okay can they do they give me correction or whatever but to me i i kind of think like the fundamental thing is, can I really just get honest with them? Exactly. Is there something, whatever it is, personality quirks or whatever, different ways of seeing, if I, if I, don't, if I can't get honest with this priest, maybe I should find one I do feel comfortable with to get honest mm-hmm. with. I, I see that in my own life, just how vital that is. I, I, I like that honesty is really the bedrock, I think, of p- spiritual progress. You yes. know, that can really bring the inside out, so to speak.
1: And almost bringing your spirituality from your head to your heart. of yeah. like really taking that self-reflection. Yeah. Right. You know, and that spiritual inventory of what's mm-hmm. really going on that people really want to avoid. Yeah. Because they don't want to look at themselves. Right. And that's why I right. feel like the devil distracts us so much on the outside
0: yeah. with everything
1: in these phones. And there's just every, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Because he doesn't want us going on the inside, because that's if we could if we can clean all of that up, yeah, he's powerless. Okay, he doesn't have as much power, right? So it's uh, finding a good confessor and going to confession every two weeks, once a month, right? And mm-hmm. a spiritual director to go through your healing process with. Um, and then and let finding- me just say
0: that real quick too. It's like I know, like priests. There's a few priests out there. They might sometimes you might scare them away. Say, I need a spiritual director, but. <laughs> I think it's a great first start. Just say just like you said, just stick with one confessor, one guy really gets to know you. And so you don't have to tell the priest you're treating him as a spiritual director. Yes. <laughs> but basically that's gonna happen naturally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and we all need that guy. Yeah, yeah. We do.
1: It's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second was finding a good Catholic counselor, obviously, you know. And and if you don't like the first one you go to or you feel uncomfortable, it's not meshing. That's okay. Mm-hmm. This isn't about them. This is about you and mm-hmm. don't be afraid to just say, you know what? This isn't this isn't working or just to find yeah. another one and that's no. okay. And there's really no excuse anymore not to if you need it counseling mm-hmm. because you can do it in the privacy of your own home. Most counselors because of COVID are set up to do it right there on right. Zoom or Facetime right. or whatever it is, or phone calls, yeah. and I did that for a while, and it works out. So yeah. there's there's not the excuse of well they're too far this or that. You can find really good, solid Catholic counselors right. now, because of that reason. Yeah. Um, the next thing would be Eucharistic adoration, which honestly that's that's why I talked about that at the very very beginning. Really, um, it, it transformed me as a woman hmm. in every aspect of my life. How can you not? be transformed just sitting in front of Jesus mm-hmm. and his light and his mercy and his love and his gaze and mm-hmm. I mean and I tell my kids and everybody knows this analogy but I'll say it just for kicks right it's just like to, today it's completely cloudy yeah. but and we don't see the sun yeah. but it's there and it's still affecting us and right. we feel it and it's yeah. and it's helping the earth and the plants and yeah. it's taking it in and it's life mm-hmm. and it's the same thing in adoration and maybe you don't feel worthy because I didn't for a very long time um, to even go and like, what am I going to say? What do I do? Like, you feel awkward. Um, you don't have to do anything in there.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: just have to go and God will do the rest from that point on. You know, Mother Angelica said up. that
0: so many times. Yeah, yes. Her show. Yeah, Absolutely. Say,
1: yeah. And I love her because she comes from a mess and I didn't know that in the beginning, but she comes from a divorced family. She mm-hmm. comes from a hard past mm-hmm. and it's beautiful what God did in her. It's unbelievable yeah. through her. Right. right. And she really came from a lot of, Yuck,
0: yeah, you know, so it yeah. doesn't
1: matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, but right. it does matter what you do now and where you yeah. go from here. You know, right. you don't have to repeat the same yeah. problems, but if you don't heal, you will.
0: And I like the theme, what you're bringing up here too, with the recent the Monsignor was talking about too, about, <laughs> you yeah, know, like that was interesting we're, <laughs> dinner last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, like we're receiving, right? We don't take communion, right? The person's given communion. You know, it's an image of the whole, incarnation god coming down to us and so like we're coming to confession in that sacramental grace you know he's offering us forgiveness he's giving us grace to overcome our sins like we're receiving here Mm -hmm. and you come to adoration we're receiving we're letting him work on us i that's just been a, a big point for me in my just my own life the last few years is it's like you know it's just like like the confessional can just revive us you know we can be dead in sin and it just like pumps life back into resurrect us
1: lazarus moment yeah yeah i've had many yeah. lazarus moments yeah, in confession. Right, right. serious stuff yeah and an exorcist once said and i'm sure other saints have said like uh confession is a mini exorcism
0: yeah right yeah.
1: but i mean people are going in there yeah. to just face their demons
0: well gabriel morath in his book talks about yeah that's That's more powerful than exorcism is confessing your sins, receiving the Eucharist. That's more powerful than receiving an exorcism.
1: And it takes a level of humility. And that's one thing the devil cannot duplicate. He cannot replicate. He cannot, (laughs) you know, it's just, he can't stand it. And that's why we go in there and it it does take a level of humility to, to do that. But at the same time. That when we go there and we think, well, God doesn't want me, God doesn't love me until I'm perfect, and then he'll love me, then he'll show me. But it's really, no, God wants to meet you in that mess. He wants to love you in that mess. He wants to heal you and help you and make you whole. You've got to let him in. And it's not like you're hiding from him anyway. He sees everything. You know, we think we're we're hiding from jesus but we're just i think we just are running from ourselves yeah you know and yeah. facing that and there is a lot of shame in that and i've experienced that shame and that yuck and you just want to crawl out of your own skin it's a horrible yeah. feeling right. you know right. but i can sit here and i can talk so openly mm-hmm. about everything that's happened to me in my past because i have no shame mm-hmm. i'm not shameful those mm-hmm. things have been healed in me god has mm-hmm. restored those things in me and grace me with his love and his mercy and his gifts and whatever else. And if I didn't heal, I couldn't be sitting here talking about those things. But there is something on the other side of those crosses, of that darkness. And, you know, just going through in that struggle, there is a better life on the other side that God intended for you in the first place.
0: Yeah. Well, that so, you know, healing that shame, I think so, I mean, it's beautifully written in the sacrament of confession, you know, you're, you're getting honest with somebody. But two, there's a healing, just like with maybe getting honest with some close friends, safe friends that you can mm-hmm. share. Has mm-hmm. that been part of your process too? That's or? the
1: fourth pillar of, the, is, the, of, okay. of what it was because yeah. you really have to get rid of, like step back and really look at your life And who are those toxic people? Mm -hmm. Who are those people that are bringing you down? Who are those people that keep you down? Who are those people that really aren't lifting you up and helping you, but really kind of hurting you and keeping you there? And people think that they're helping people like, oh, well, I can't do that. It'll hurt her. And they're just like nice to a fault where you're hurting your own spirituality and growth and who you're supposed to be for God. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not helping anyone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just doesn't. You have to just, you have to take care of yourself sometime. And so in my own healing process, I literally, had to just tell a lot of people in my life even some family members look i need to go through this healing process right now Mm -hmm. or i have to go through this right now and this is about me Mm -hmm. not you so Mm -hmm. don't take it personally because at the end of the day it was about me Mm -hmm. and i just can't talk to you right now right and when i'm ready and i'm healed or i get through this then um I'll let you know but I really gave God the freedom in my life during that time cuz I'm like I'm going to do I'm an all or nothing person yeah. father all right. All right. and either I'm going to do this or I'm not and I really gave God the freedom of like okay I'm going to get rid of who I know I need to and whoever you want back in my life I'll allow you to bring them to me mm-hmm. because there are some people that you think are good and helping you when they are just downright toxic. And sometimes mm. you know those toxic people, but you don't have the guts and gumption to just like, look, this is not working anymore in my life with, yeah, for me. Right. You know, But you have to in a healing process in this, what you want to do in this kind of caliber of it, right. you have to get rid of the poison in your life.
0: And what do you, how do you label that fourth pillar? What's that called?
1: Yeah. Um, Really just getting rid of the, rid of the toxic people okay. in your life, but then also finding that good group of a handful of people that will support you during this process, mm. that are going to love you and lift you up, that you can cry on their shoulder, that they can almost walk with you a little bit. Uh-huh. And it doesn't have to be like a lot. It can be one or two of just right. like, look, I'm going to be going through this and, yeah. and to help mm. you and walk with you a little bit. You know, you need that. And God doesn't want you alone in it either, but he wants things right, ordered.
0: So you're, like, sharing kind of, like, everything with that one or two people? Not
1: necessarily. Yeah. You do that with your priest. Yeah. You do that with mm-hmm. the counselor on what needs to be, like, healed mm-hmm. within you. Mm-hmm. And these people are more just, like, support, people that, you know, just love you and want what's best for you right. as to right. where it's not like, well, what can I get out of this relationship? How can I use yeah. you? What Are they yeah. using you as, like, a verbally vomiting all their problems on you all the mm-hmm. time and it's weighing you down, you yes. know, kind of thing? Yeah. But it's yeah. more just like they want what's best for you. You want what's best. It's right. just a healthy, good, godly right. relationship, right? Yeah. And if yeah. it's not, get rid of it. What are you doing, right. you know? Right. It's like you right. want to walk around with a thorn, and it's like it's getting yeah. infected, and it's bad. It's not yeah. okay, but you don't want to take it out because mm-hmm. it's going to hurt taking mm-hmm. it out. Just knock it off. Like, mm-hmm. go get it out, you know? Yeah. But it's not always that easy. It's not. And yeah. I experience that, especially with family members. Yeah. But at the same time, I know I could have gone through what I went through and go to those places within me right. with kind of that interference in my life. It just I didn't need it. I was going through enough. But those were the four things that I did. So let's just go over them really quick. I got a good priest, and, mm-hmm. and I went to them and just a good confessor as well, a spiritual director. And if you need some healing prayers as well with that priest, they can help you with that, mm-hmm. because sometimes a lot of these serious sins and things that happen come with just some spiritual healing that needs to take place as well. Right. And that's okay. That's 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 not out of the ordinary. There's some normalcy to that, right? If, mm-hmm. if you're kind of in that spiritual realm there. Um, and then uh, don't be afraid to be honest, either of things that have happened, because mm-hmm. that's another thing that fear can take over. Yeah um and then that good catholic counselor right that's number two Uh, Mm and adoration just i would go to counseling father and Mm -hmm. i would go straight to adoration every time Mm -hmm. because you're so open and raw and the things that came up it's like you have to almost have a place for them Mm but counseling is but then i would literally go to jesus and i would sit in the back of the adoration chapel and there's times where i would cry there's times i would walk in there and i would be mad at god Mm -hmm. like you are kidding me like Mm -hmm. you know but and times where i would go in there and i wouldn't have memories of things that would like i can't believe i'm thinking of these things or this is like coming to me now and i'm in at a rate like you're just like looking around and you see these like old women their veils but then do you know i can't remember those thoughts anymore i really don't i know it happened but it's like almost jesus is doing surgery on you he's healing you he's taking from you replacing Good things, yeah. whole things that that maybe you lacked or needed, right. and you know, and get rid of the filth. But when you're so open and vulnerable, and you allow God just to go in and do what He needs to do, yeah. um, it's like we're almost afraid of the rejection, and almost afraid to like hope in that He will yeah. do that. Because yeah. what if He doesn't, you yeah. know? But He will, and He does, and He yeah. fulfills His promises that He gives us in the Bible.
0: And Maybe some people would think that this is over spiritualization but i love that we had a group of uh these couples that were almost divorced and um the alexander house i think it was connected to them and father jimmy dean local priest he did shows with them but i i remember they loved this quote from one of the prophets saying you know god will restore what the locusts have eaten i have to look that up i forgot where that's at. but i just absolutely yeah. love that that thing because you know because God, and I think he does that in adoration in a special way. Um, and that could just be, you know, just coming before Jesus in the tabernacle, that that there's a healing, there's a damage due to sin mm-hmm. that he can heal. And yes. we think it's maybe all lost, But I think there's a real healing that just takes place. Again, he's coming to us. Sometimes we put the focus so much, you know, I gotta have the right thoughts, right meditation, the right words, I gotta do X, Y, Z. You know, but just coming before him, I think allows him to work on us and to to heal that. And I think that's obviously one of the fruits of confession too, to to heal what sin is damaged in us. Mm-hmm. But it happens too, I think, in the Eucharist. And oh, absolutely,
1: uh, yeah. and not be afraid. And a lot of the times we feel unworthy or we just feel yeah. you know, but um you got to become as eucharistic as possible right now especially in this day and age right it's the year of the eucharist it is it's like this eucharistic revival you know everyone is being called and a lot of people say well i don't hear god's voice i don't hear god in my life and and we were talking about this earlier i straight out tell them i don't believe you because i was in the deepest darkest time in my life and i could go to clubs and i could drug out and i can do everything i could to just like numb that conscience and that Mm -hmm. voice but you, I couldn't, and I mm. still heard God pursuing me in the midst of that kind of filth I was living. So mm-hmm. when people say, I don't hear God, well, you hear that small, still voice. Should I be addicted to this Netflix show? Should I be dating this person? Should I be really in this mm-hmm. job right now? Should I be going out tonight? Should I be wearing this? Mm-hmm. Like there's just that little like deep down, your right. conscience is there, <clears> and we know right from wrong. Well, let's start there. If you don't hear God's voice, just start with that and start following what you know to be good and true, and don't fight against it, but go with that, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, you'll hear God's voice. Right.
0: And
1: right. He'll tell you what you should be doing, really. Right. But we don't want to be obedient. It's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. And we want what we want. And we think we know better sometimes, or sometimes that relationship is more important than our relationship with God. And it's disordered, and we don't want to let it go. Right. And sometimes you just have to because is it is it bettering you is it helping you are you happy yeah right pretty much no you know i've experienced all of that and i could speak from my own experience about that so it's just like you know what why why continue hurting yourself why why continue to choose to be miserable you know it doesn't it doesn't make sense it's unnecessary
0: it seems like for most people it's like a continuum like a struggle that it's progress you know that you have to make and it's incremental and like maybe you have some big healing some big stuff you let go of but the binge eating watching mm-hmm. <laughs> social media stuff yes. is still hanging on there's still relapses there yes and the residue that, yeah that can be discouraging right why am i still spending too much time on social media you know yeah. why am i still eating unhealthily and What do you tell, how do you encourage women there to? Well,
1: when I I hear someone say that or they can't get rid of something, right? There's Mm -hmm. always going to be a spiritual struggle Mm -hmm. away. And wherever the devil can latch on, he's going to latch on and try to anchor us down as much as possible. So one, the demonic dialogue that you're experiencing, You kind of have to address it and just not take it in everything of just like, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're not this, and just get beat down in those times of weakness, mm-hmm. just like, you're never going to change. It's always going to be this way. Like We have to kind of check ourselves at that door of mentally, what is it we're telling ourselves or just allowing in? Because half the time, that's not... That's not of God, and that's yeah. the evil one just beating you down and trying to go back on those wounds. Right. And that demonic dialogue can be paralyzing sometimes, especially to women. Yeah. But at the same time, and Emily Wilson and I were talking about it, and she says, "Christine, when that happens, I just say, Jesus, tell me the truth mm-hmm. in that moment. And I've I learned to say that out loud in my own house and in my own life because, one, the devil can't stand Jesus, and he sure yeah. can't stand the truth, and he's got right. to go. And that's, that's how it is. The closer you get to Jesus, especially in the Eucharist, The devil cannot stand his light and he will flee. So check how you're talking to yourself, the things you're saying and the belief system that you're operating out of. Um, And then second, I would say, when's the last time you went to confession? When's Mm -hmm. the last time you took like a real serious, honest look at yourself and did a spiritual inventory? Because you want to get better. But are you you doing what needs to be done and necessary not to fall back into those things? I mean, you're struggling with purity with your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well... Let's just go on Friday night to your house and watch a movie by ourselves mm-hmm. on your couch, but right. we're struggling with impurity. It's like, right. let's put it's not hard, you right. know? Right. I think sin, sin to be um maybe a little brutally honest when I say this, because sin makes you stupid and right. you don't think, you don't right. want to, because that's what it did to me mm-hmm. when I was living that life. It's just like I knew better. Mm-hmm. Like I knew the stove was hot, but I put my hand down on it yeah. anyway, yeah. you know? Right. It's like I knew I know I knew I heard God's voice. I knew better, but yeah. Sometimes we want what we want. And that's where I would say it's just like, just check yourself, like get some spiritual inventory. If you really want to do this, it can be done. You know, start your dates of like, for example, with your boyfriend, go to adoration first, mm-hmm. start with God, become Eucharistic in your lives In where you are lacking that. Because sometimes you really do need God's spiritual grace to overcome a lot of these things mm-hmm. because I tried so many times, like, I'm never doing that again. I'm not going to mm-hmm. fall back into that sin. I'm not going to those parties anymore, mm. blah, 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 blah. And I tried to promise myself, but then I would just fall right back into it. And there I was waking up Saturday morning, like, how did mm-hmm. this happen again? And then mm-hmm. you even go worse into depression, worse yeah. into like, right. you're so weak and yeah. you're worthless. Right. And then the devil really beats up <laughs> yeah. on you, right? right? But it was when I did it with God, yeah. is when I got out of that pit and that mm-hmm. filth. It was only when i did it with the grace of god Mm -hmm. and so if someone really wants to overcome a vice or a struggle or something coming at them in their life they have to do it with jesus or they will fall flat on their face and and that's the end of it because you can't fight the evil one but god already defeated the evil one it's done you know and he can but it it takes a level of humility that um we need help and that's okay
0: and I, i think you know the you know, say the prayer to yourself. Like, I think what you're talking about too is just like say a little prayer, asking for strength or whatever to overcome this. And, uh, but to something, I because we I was mentioning to you, we had our retreat, our community retreat last year and it was on the spiritual exercises. And, you know, Ignatius of Loyola, to me, he's like one of the tough guy saints, right? Took a cannonball in the leg and all this stuff. <laughs> he was a soldier. Yeah. He's you know, getting pre-conversion. He was in fights and maybe killed somebody and stuff. But, wow. um, you know, he talked about that decision to fight the devil that he compares the the devil like to a woman. And he said, if you show weakness, she'll come at you with untold fury you know but if you make that decision that i'm going to fight back she'll run away he'll run away mm-hmm. the devil run away and I, I was always kind of wary of like okay i gotta you know, i'm gonna fight the devil or whatever because it you know it's like an ice cube in a furnace you know yeah. <laughs> but but i realized there is a deep truth there that you know we have to cooperate with god we have to make the decision Now, it's a decision that's going to say, God, help me, and I'm going to say my prayers. Mm -hmm. But it still comes with a a decision that we have to make that, hey, I'm against this. Engaging your will. Right, engaging the will. And then God's grace strengthens that.
1: Um, We're self-willed people. Like, we have to do it. God will not do it for us. Nobody's coming to rescue you. You have to do it on your own, and then Mm -hmm. God will help you in that, you know. Mm But it's it's like, you are gonna fall, yes. Do I fall? Yes. Am I completely healed? No. Do I have a struggle? Do I have a daily battle? Absolutely, who doesn't? You know, we're all sinners, you know, nobody's perfect. Um, But at the same time, you need to get up and show up to your own fight. Mm -hmm. You know, that God is asking you to fight, but He'll fight right along a side of you, but you have to show up. You have to engage your will, and you have to put our pride aside and just be like, okay, what really needs to be done in my life? And just know, it's not on the outside of you. Yeah. It's on the inside where right. you start. And then God will show on the outside what needs to be taken away, what needs to happen, what needs, where you need to go, what you need to do. But you've got to just, you've got to just go talk to him.
0: You might know this is, I can't remember the person's name, but I remember interviewing this young woman one time and she gets up and she said every morning she gets up, you know, and says her prayers, or whatever. I forgot the order, but she gets up and does one push up. And I, I love that because it wasn't like she's doing this for fitness yeah she's just doing this to make to engage her will to do something hard off the bat wow and i just i love i haven't done it i'm just <laughs> thinking about it right now i gotta do that <laughs> Like, you know, come just, on
1: father let's go <laughs> yeah
0: it's like just to remind myself is like okay you're involved in this struggle it's yes. not just god yeah you you're involved with it and you have to make this decision for the lord let me we just have a minute or two left what is, uh, you know, I was just reading a quote at the end of Vatican II, I guess Paul VI was talking about uh, women's role and they have a new uh, role to play in society, a new opportunity and things. What are women bringing to the table and how is that needed today And this fight in our culture?
1: You know, I think our feminine genius that is just built within us, right? Mm-hmm. And Lisa Cotter has a beautiful, unbelievable, eloquent chapter on feminine mm-hmm. genius within the book. Um, but stay in your lane ladies aware it is you know god wants you mm-hmm. it's like you want to strive to do all these great things sometimes we have our families we have our ministries we have all of these things uh-huh. but at the end of the day it's all about doing the will of god mm-hmm. that's what it's about and it's not and the thing is if if we could die and we could stand before god and say i fulfilled the mission that you created before mm-hmm. i did it can you imagine can you imagine if we actually could die and say? I did what you asked me to do mm-hmm. is huge because then that means that person had a huge effect yeah. on all the people around him. Whatever it is God asked them to do, they're doing it well because yeah. they're operating in his grace and will. And I would say to the women out there, do if you want to be a force to be reckoned with, especially in this crazy, out-of-control, dark world right. coming, feel like coming after us now, um, just listen to that small, still voice. And I tell my kids, it's, it's a compass because it's the best way they can describe it, right? Yeah. But it's your compass to heaven. Just listen to mm-hmm. everything God's telling you. Don't blow God off. That was my problem is I blew God off all the time. Well, later, later. It doesn't seem like it's that important. No, it's huge. If God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lord is talking to you right. about a specific right. issue or problem or thing or matter, I mean, we got to get off our butt and address it. It's a big yeah. deal, and we should take it as that, but if and that's
0: how we're going to bear most fruit yes right that's how we're really have a fruitful life yeah
1: you know a tree by its fruit
0: yeah
1: yeah. at the end you know a tree by its fruit we're getting a lot of lip service Uh right now we don't know what is what maybe and trying to sifting through what's right what's wrong what's real Mm -hmm. what's not you just know a tree by its fruits yeah and that came from jesus mouth himself and so just to know that and don't be afraid i'm really sick and tired of a lot especially just Men and just women being afraid of the culture right now and almost cowering and you not saying you said standing men
0: up. first. <laughs> <laughs> well, men are the protectors, Father. Okay, men are the protectors. <laughs> women are
1: not meant to be the protectors, yeah, you know, but yeah, in our families yeah. and whatnot. But mm-hmm. we can't be afraid as Catholics yeah. in general just to be afraid and cower yeah. to the to whatever the culture is wanting and demanding of us, stripping yeah. of us. It's just like. We need to hold our ground is just protect what is holy, good right. and true and sacred, you know. Yeah. And deep down we know, but we need to get right ourselves. Yeah. But we can help anyone in the culture. Because yeah. I don't care what you're doing or how good it is, if if you're a mess and you're not doing it's not operating out of the will of God, yeah. it's nonsense. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not gonna hold. It won't, it won't, it won't stay the line, stay the course. But just stay the course, do what God is asking and show up to your own fight and just go to jesus in the eucharist and yeah. that's an invitation for everybody
0: and you know one of my guests one time she said her father used to always tell her go to war with what you got yes you know so you yes. show up because i think some of us it's personality i think some of us are choleric you know they just go charging some of us all melancholic you, know, you know you you'd suffer from perfectionism and it can be discouraged and say, well, I didn't do that well enough. I didn't do that good. Enough. I'm not a good enough mommy or whatever. But I think it sometimes helps just take a step back and say, "No, I showed up and God can use me when I show up and maybe he did it in all my weakness and mm-hmm. weak ways. But like like with confessions, sometimes I'll come out of confession, hearing confessions and I think, man, I could have been so much better with people in confession. But it's like, Mark, you just heard confessions for over an hour you were available to those people don't lose sight of that you know so, or that i went to this parish and had mass and the priests they wouldn't have had mass right without mm-hmm. the priests filling in for someone over there yes. so i think yes. I, I think we got to remember the big picture too i just i remember one time going to this like a 60th or 50th wedding anniversary and i was just dreading it the whole time i don't want to go sit through this and blah 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 and they start with this slideshow this projection and they're playing like a sappy 70s Love song. And I just, I literally think this is gonna be horrible. I'm gonna sit through all this, And it was the most beautiful thing because it was like, you had like these black and white pictures of like the family in the first home and the family in front of the car. And then you see like more children added over the years and they are playing the music. And it's like, we forget, I think the big picture of what's going on here. And the nitty gritty, it's kind of ugly sometimes There's a struggle, human frailty. But just take a step back from God's perspective and see what happened here. Exactly. You had a family. You you built a family.
1: And speaking of family, everyone is welcome at God's table. Mm -hmm. No one is excluded, right? right? Everyone's welcome. Everyone has a voice. Everyone has a seat. We're not in competition with each other. We need to build each other up, right? Mm-hmm. And that just because this person may have similar gifts from me, especially with women, right? Yeah. If like yeah. she's like, well, it's similar with similar ministries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just like, well, no, she's reaching people that I may not, and I'm reaching people that she may not. Right. But we have different, unique gifts and styles, the way we approach things. But that doesn't make her my enemy or competition. Right. You know, we right. all have a seat at God's. Mm-hmm. Table, and we need to start working together instead of tearing each other down and being territorial. You know, the real right. enemies out there, not within here. Right. You know, and we need to help each other and just, it's okay. We don't have to be afraid of what's here in the church. We have to be yeah. afraid of what's coming after the church, you know? Right, right. And not to be afraid to stand up and fight for what is good and right. And really, like you said, Father, is look at the big picture of yeah. things because we can yeah. all help each other right now, really. Right. right.
0: Well, thank you, Christina, for your work and sitting down with us. And I know you got another appointment, so. Thank you for having me, Father. It's been fun. So,
1: yeah, thank you.